Episode 29 When they reached a quieter part of the street, they parked and strolled along the wide brick sidewalk, inscribed at regular intervals with circles of dirt. Harry explained that that was where the trees would be planted. They were bringing in full-grown magnolias, no sad, spindly saplings with rubber rings holding them up. Jackie smiled, picturing the street full of families, kids eating ice cream, mothers pausing to look in store windows. Everything would be just like the model in Harry's office. Christmastown would come true. Harry touched Jackie's forearm. There's City Hall, he said, pointing to the Green Pyramid, huge and otherworldly in the floodlights. For the first time, Jackie wondered who exactly would be in charge of Christmastown. Harry? But there would have to be elections, for Harry was anything but a communist. Then again, elections were so unpleasant, campaigns so vicious. In the past, though she did have her preferences, Jackie had never even voted. She didn't want to dip her hand into a nest of vipers. But in Christmas Town, she had to believe, things would be different. The people here would all share the same values. They would cast ballots joyfully, all for the same candidates, not because they had been brainwashed, but because Christmas Town would take the discord out of freedom once and for all. The living Christmas tree will be planted in front of City Hall, Harry said, pointing at the extra-large ring of dirt. It will be decorated all year round, but only lit up at Christmas time. Lit up by Molly, Jackie thought. That was Molly's job. She'd begun to notice an odd lack of specifically Molly-related decor in Christmas Town. Shouldn't there at least have been a statue in the town square? True, Molly was growing, and a statue would freeze her in time as an infant. This way, Christmas Town could accommodate her growth. Still, what would happen when she turned eight, twelve, twenty, thirty? Wouldn't Molly have to go to school, have friends, a husband, kids? Perhaps she'd become an American Princess Diana, a fairy-like beauty who traveled the world, bestowing beneficence. If she wanted to, of course. Surely Harry had given some thought to this. Harry, what exactly is Molly's future going to be? We can't know the future, said the man whose son had burned up in a race car. That's why we have to seize the moment. He made a fist and smacked his palm with it. We must do it today, do it now, hold nothing back, not for a single second. The lines in Harry's face darkened, his eyes softened. Despite his exemplary vigor, he was not a young man, Jackie knew. He was at least ten years older than she was, and his life had been both fuller and harder than most people's. Christmastown was going to be Harry's legacy, his pyramid. Come on, Harry said, let's go see the green space. They drove for half a mile toward what appeared to be a luminous cloud. Harry parked the car. Jackie followed him, tottering in her heels over the rough ground, to the lip of an enormous pit. Jackie swayed, and Harry clutched her arm. Deep down, dizzyingly far down, pipes tangled incomprehensibly, like the viscera of the very earth. Some looked wide enough to accommodate a car. Smaller ones branched off, festooned with crank wheels and gauges. Tiny men crawled through the maze, attacking at apparent random with drills and blowtorches. A smell rose up, made of earth, metal, and smoke. The irrigation requirements for a tropical forest in the desert, not to mention the meadow and the golf course, and the everyday needs of the community itself will be extraordinary, Harry yelled over the noise. That's why we'll be diverting a significant amount of water from the Los Angeles aqueduct, as well as several previously protected lakes and rivers. This is an engineering feat on the scale of the Hoover Dam. Fortunately, regulations have recently become more favorable to business interests. Let's just say I have friends at the Department of the Interior. Jackie stared into the pit. That's a long way down. That's not the half of it. The facilities for storing gifts will be underneath all of this, so they can be expanded if and when necessary, all the way to the center of the earth. Harry winked, though it was not entirely clear if he was joking. 
I never realized, Jackie said, this is such an undertaking. Harry laid his arm across her shoulders. Anyone can have ideas, he said, but only a few ever change reality. You and I are becoming those very few, Jackie. I want this, Jackie said. I really, really want this. I know. Now let's go see your house. Jackie's heels echoed on the hardwood floor. She removed her shoes and left them in the vestibule beside Harry's. The house was silent, construction in the residential areas having ended weeks earlier. The security spotlights outside turned the walls pale blue. Jackie ran her fingers along the wallpaper, a tasteful pattern of intertwined roses and lilies of the valley. Everything looked exactly like the drawings Harry had shown her, the gorgeous kitchen in which a personal chef who knew how to make hollandaise sauce from scratch would bustle about, the living room whose sunken floor hinted at mild decadence, the spa-style bathrooms filled with exotic plants, the dining room, a chandelier with light shaped like tulips, bedrooms with dormers and window seats where a person could curl up and read good books if a person felt inclined to do such things. Jackie had been meaning to get to 88 reasons why the rapture will be in 1988. More bedrooms. Jackie tried to keep track of them in her mind. That one could be Molly's, that one Katie's, that smaller one could be Tess's, if she came, and the bigger one Kyle's. He would need a room of his own, of course, for his work. The master bedroom, Harry said, turning the crystal doorknob at the end of the long hallway. I'll warn you, he said mischievously. I took a liberty here. He opened the door onto a vast field of white. What appeared to be snow, two or three inches deep, twinkled in the bluish light. Had Harry created an interior winter wonderland for Christmas Town's first family? No, he had better taste than that. That magical whiteness was, in fact, the same carpeting Harry had in his office. The thistledown. Jackie shrieked and ran into the room, pirouetting like a child. The thistledown tickled the soles of her bare feet. I thought you might like it, he said. I had the builders put it in. It's mirabilium, you know, spun very fine. I don't like it, Jackie said. I love it. Harry joined her in the center of the room. Taking her hands in his, he leaned into her. She backed away. Then she paused. Carefully she placed his hands on her hips and slid her hands up his chest and onto his shoulders. Do you want this? he said, his lips brushing her neck. He smelled like the desert of sage. Jackie pulled him down into the carpet. The Majeski's bungalow hunched in the pre-dawn as Jackie stepped out of Harry's car. Kyle's van shimmered weakly in the driveway. Seeing no one around, Jackie dove back into the car for a final kiss, which Harry provided in abundance. She slammed the door and regretted not having closed it quietly. She looked around again. Only then did she notice the square of blue light poking through the picture window of the bungalow. Someone seemed to have made a gap in the gift tower. Harry gunned the engine and roared off. Jackie decided to go through the front door, head held high, damn the consequences. She paused on the stoop to slip her shoes on. Now she knew how her older sister Pam must have felt years ago, climbing through her bedroom window to find Tessa and Jackie waiting for her in their bathrobes. Jackie's body hurt all over, each ache a memory. Her lips were raw. She undid her ponytail and shook her hair out, as if that could hide the bruises on her neck. Trembling, she slid her key into the deadbolt. It was unlocked already. Kyle lay on the sofa, watching the weird frontier. The show was terrible. Jackie couldn't fathom why no one had put a stop to it by now. Look at that poor lunatic in his pith helmet holding up a hunk of fur in a plastic bag like he'd found a piece of the true cross. But Kyle was addicted. He apparently enjoyed watching a fellow human being unravel. Kyle lifted his head as Jackie closed the door behind her. She'd never noticed before. With that rounded nose and slightly protruding lower lip, Kyle was a dead ringer for his father. Can I get you something? she asked Kyle. Some coffee? She didn't know how to make coffee. Coffee was Kyle and Katie's thing. What had happened had nothing to do with Kyle. He did not cause it, nor could he have prevented it. 
the events with Harry could only be explained as God's will. Sometimes grace came in forms that looked, from outside, like sin. From the TV came the sound of panting and crunching footfalls. Topper Moss was running through a forest at night, carrying his film camera. Trees lunged precariously at the screen. Nearly have him, the poor insane man huffed. No thanks, Kyle said. Jackie couldn't remember what she'd just asked him, as waves of memories from last night washed over her. That cool, soft mirabilium on her naked back and Harry's warm tongue. But if she could have given her happiness to Kyle, she would have, even if that meant she herself could never feel it again. Kyle sniffed and rubbed his nose. Oh yes, he knew. That was obvious. He had suspected it months before it had even happened, telling him now would only rub salt in the wound. Besides, it was not like Kyle would be cast out. They were still family. He would still live in Christmastown and play a significant part in his daughter's lives. Jackie could arrange to have a substantial cottage built on the grounds of her mansion, or else she would locate a house for him within walking distance. She made a mental note to look into doing one of those two things. Also, there was the publicity to consider. Jackie's divorce and remarriage to her boss would seriously taint C.E.D.'s family-friendly image, especially if it all happened too quickly. The process had to be managed in just the right way. Jackie made a mental note to schedule a meeting with the PR boys.